This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Patrick Ryan, president of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Today, we present a new series as part of our World Affairs Council community outreach efforts. In October, we launched the Global Tennessee podcast to present roundtables, interviews, distinguished visiting speakers, and more as part of our mission to bring the world to Tennessee. Today, after 16 episodes, the World Affairs Council is pleased to present Global Nashville with Carl Dean. This series will be hosted by former Nashville Mayor Dean and will focus on the characteristics and developments in Music City that make it a global place. From economic expansion, cultural expression, business growth, the hospitality industry, community events, and the growth among the city's new Americans, Nashville is a global place. That's what Mayor Dean and his interview guests will explore in this series that will come to you every two weeks. Carl Dean was the 68th mayor of Nashville, serving two terms from 2007 to 2015. During that time, he presided over dramatic growth in Nashville and following up on his campaign pledges to focus on education, public safety, and economic development. Carl Dean also serves as a member of the board of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Today, Mayor Dean will talk with Matthew Wiltshire, Nashville's Director of Economic and Community Development. He was asked to assume that position by Mayor Dean in 2011, and this year he is moving to a position with the Metropolitan Development and Housing Authority, where he has been asked by Nashville Mayor Briley to implement an ambitious, affordable housing plan. Wiltshire is a native Nashvilleian and proud graduate of Umfog Academic High School. You can find additional biographical and other details for both Mayor Dean and Mr. Wiltshire in our podcast notes at tnwac.org. Now, the World Affairs Council presents for your consideration our inaugural episode of Global Nashville with Carl Dean and his conversation with Matthew Wiltshire. All right. Welcome, Matt, to, uh, to the Global Nashville, and um, it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much, Mayor. It's great to be here. Great to be back with you again. So you've been in the newspaper recently uh, that you are leaving your position as um, head of economic development uh, in the city. And where are you going? Uh, Thank you. Yes. Uh, After eight years as the director of the mayor's office of economic and community development, I will be starting on April 15th at uh, Metropolitan Development and Housing Agency as the new chief strategy officer. Uh, Mayor Briley announced the end of March, a new affordable housing initiative called Under One Roof 2029. Uh, 2029 is, of course, 10 years away from now, but is also the 250th anniversary of Nashville. And so the idea is to to put in place over the next 10 years some affordable housing initiatives and uh, excited and honored that he asked me to be uh, a part of that initiative. Well, that's a pretty major shift for you. Um, You came to the um, Office of Economic Development when? In May of 2011. 
Right. I recall that <laughs> happening. Um, it was uh, it was a, a great a great honor to get and work with you and and the team in the mayor's office, and really an exciting time to be a, a part of Nashville's growth story. Well, what's your background? What did you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from, and where did you go to high school and college? Sure, I grew up about three blocks from where we're sitting now, uh, and uh, and went to Hume Fog. I went to Aiken Elementary School, most importantly, uh, but then uh, Megs and, and Hume Fogg, uh, but then went to Dartmouth for college and spent four years in, in freezing New Hampshire, but had a great experience up there and uh, really opened my eyes a lot sort of to the some of the topics we're going to talk about today, uh, international uh, affairs and international business. And uh, after college, went to work for an investment bank in San Francisco for a couple of years and then New York for eight or nine years before moving back to Nashville and working for a firm here before I got to come and work with you and work with the city. And when you were at um, Economic Development, just tell the listeners what, um, you know, what was your role and what, did, what was your day like? Sure. So for a little bit of context for some of the younger listeners, so this was May of 2011. It was still the tail end of the Great Recession and unemployment was over 8%. And so uh, the huge focus of the office at that time was to go get jobs. Uh, in my spare time, I was told to go get jobs. And then after that, go get jobs. And so the focus was on making sure that Nashvillians had good economic opportunity through having attractive jobs. And so we went and pursued that aggressively and had some some really great wins in, in the early years. And uh, HCA uh, expanded Paralon and Sarah Cannon here. Uh, Bridgestone built a new headquarters downtown, uh, and there were some some nice wins for us. UBS was one of the most significant ones, uh, another international business, and they relocated a thousand uh, positions from the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut tri-state area down here, and and so there was some really strong momentum uh, with some investment and partnership from the city to increasing jobs, and and over time unemployment fell and. Uh, this past month, the unemployment rate in Davidson County was 2.3%. And so over time, as the macroeconomic conditions have shifted, the emphasis of the office has shifted a little bit and really is very much focused now on making sure that all Nashvillians have an opportunity to participate in the success of the city. And uh, and then so that's been an exciting evolution of the job, an exciting evolution of the of the opportunities and and um, and has mirrored an exciting evolution for the city as well during that time. And as part of that job, you're you're recruiting companies, but basically you're you're selling the city. That's right. It really is a, a sales job. A lot of parallels to my prior career in investment banking. You're competing aggressively for projects and and working against uh, working for your city and, and competing against other cities to to. Uh, encourage companies to locate those jobs in Nashville. And so it's very much a, a sales job and really looking to highlight the, the attributes of the city. Um, but in addition to that, certainly an important component of it is working to develop those attributes. So things like labor, workforce, and making sure that we have the kinds of things in a city that are attractive to those businesses. So you made significant investments in the parks and greenways. Not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind when people think of economic development, but is critically important to companies who want to make sure that their employees have a high quality of life. And, and one of the interesting evolutions of economic development is that it used to be sort of you pursued the jobs and then the employees followed. Now it's such a, a competition for labor and talent 
I think the critical thing for all cities, and you you led this uh, for Nashville, is making sure that the city's attractive to the workforce. And once you have the workforce, the companies and the jobs will follow. Right. I think the workforce thing became increasingly important every year. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of, uh, you had partners, the city had partners that we work with on a daily basis, really, to, to bring jobs to Tennessee, um, the state government, their ECD office under both Governor, when I was mayor with Governor Bredesen and Governor Haslam, I thought were great partners. And how how would you interact with the state? Yeah, it really was a a wonderful partnership, Um, regardless of Democrats or Republicans, as you said. I think there's great collaboration. So the the entities involved are the State Department of Economic and Community Development, uh, Tennessee Valley Authority, which um, I wouldn't have thought of before I took this role. But as you remember from history, TVA was created specifically to electrify the Tennessee Valley in order to create economic development opportunities. And that organization has maintained that mission uh, since its founding. And so they were an important partner. And then the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. And and even, uh, honestly, the, the surrounding counties. Uh, we certainly competed with them from time to time on particular projects. But when companies come to a region, they're not looking at the county lines. They want to know a region. And so we worked collaboratively with them as well. And um, I think the chamber deserves a tremendous amount of credit for this. But but making sure that there was a, a strong collaborative working partnership was really important to Nashville's success over the last decade. One of the things that we were talking about before we went on the air here was the fact that Nashville, I think in the year 2000, was... Um, of the national population, 2% was foreign-born, and by 2015, it was 12%. Uh, unbelievable growth. And, and how has that impacted um, economic development or the ability to sell the city? Yeah, well, I mean, I will say, as remarkable as that growth was, it's also, I think, significant that there was relatively little backlash to it. You, Mayor, led the opposition to the English-only legislation, which was really the only significant blip, I think, in that, and um, and, a, and a real testament to the attitude and approach of this city. But, you know, Nashville, when, when, when we were starting the economic development initiatives uh, and during your mayoral term, really was primarily focused on a sort of wage arbitrage and rent arbitrage. Hey, Nashville's a cheaper place to be. Still good talent, nice place, but it's going to be less expensive for you as a, as a business. Well, and just for those of us, including myself, I don't use the word arbitrage <laughs> in my normal conversation. Uh, as an investment banker, you do. But, um, you know, basically that is a spread between the cost of living here and what you're paid for, compared to other cities. You know, yes, For sir. instance, back in certainly during the first term, you know, the argument we could make was that, you know, the cost of living here was 90% of the national average or below it, and people were being paid above the national average. And so there was that spread that made it very attractive, and it made it very attractive, particularly for companies that wanted to move different types of services here. And, you know, kind of, we got our foot in the door, and it just grew and grew and grew. Uh, That's become more difficult because the cost of living has gone up. It has. Hence, hence my new job. I, you know, we, we did too much of that. And so now we've got to go focus on affordable housing. But but yes, the, the as the cost of living in Nashville has risen and there's been pressure on wages, it's not purely a Nashville is cheaper sales pitch anymore. But it but it is it has really uh, dovetailed nicely with 
Nashville becoming an inner, increasingly international city. Right. But I would also say that as you look around the country, certainly the cost of doing business in Tennessee and in Nashville is lower than most places. Remains then, far lower. And then you add in the, the, the tax uh, advantages that you have for doing business in Tennessee that we still make a pretty strong case. A- absolutely. The, the, the Nashville is now roughly at the national average in terms of costs um, and, and, and still, you know, far cheaper than New York. Uh, or California, California, Illinois. um, And and those are the areas that are seeing uh, significant interest in relocating and and expanding in Nashville. And specifically on the area of um, international business, I mean, did you make any special efforts to recruit business because it was international? Or is that just when you're looking at, at large companies talking about headquarters relocation or major services relocating here, they would have an international component. How did, how did international business play into your calculations? It wasn't a primary uh, criteria for us. I mean, we were just as excited about businesses relocating from Illinois, Indiana, or California as we were from jobs relocating here from uh, overseas. But uh, there was uh, some considerable success and has been some considerable success with those kinds of businesses. And I think it really is a testament to Nashville's emergence on a national and now international stage. And so the things that have made Nashville attractive for a long time um, have gotten better, but have been significantly the same. As you said, no income tax, central time zone, three interstates intersecting here, 18 colleges and universities, 123,000 college students, 26,000 graduates each year. Those things have been the numbers may have evolved a little bit, but those things have been substantially true for, for quite some time. But what's changed is the international aspect of Nashville. And I think as that has happened, companies that maybe previously wouldn't have considered Nashville as a viable alternative, all of a sudden are taking a look at it and seeing those attributes and saying, you know what, that would be a good place for us to operate and a good place for our employees to be. How important um, was the opening of the Japanese consulate here, the consul general's arrival? I I think really important. It it happened just before I started, so I almost don't know the before, but I certainly can appreciate the after. Um, And I think it was, you know, obviously with with Nissan and and Bridgestone being here, and then all the tier two and tier three automotive suppliers, the consulate uh, locating here was a reflection of the growth that had occurred in the economy here but was also a projection of where uh, trends were going and I think has been a strong uh, signal to to countries across the globe that Nashville was a good place for them to be. And, and we've actually seen some interest from some other, con- uh, other countries opening up uh, consulate offices here, and we'll look forward to that happening and, soon. And the Japanese consulate was the first consulate in Nashville. It and was. So, and remains the only one. The only one to today. And, but it, it, was a, it was a major uh, step forward for the city. Uh, and the relationship with the consulate and the way they've interacted with the city and with the people in Nashville has been fantastic. Um, as we're approaching the cherry blossom season and yes. uh, you know we have some trees that were planted, but we have a huge festival that has just grown and grown. And they've been very 
positively involved with the community. Well, and, and interestingly, the state commissioner, former state commissioner of ECD, is now, now the ambassador to Japan. Now, I can't say that that wouldn't have happened anyway if we hadn't had a consulate here, but I think that the relationship that Commissioner Haggerty was able to establish with uh, the, the, the consul general uh, certainly helped uh, foster the high-quality relationship between Tennesseans and the Japanese. Right. And then, of course, the, how many... Tennessee, Middle Tennessee has how many Japanese companies now? It's I think it's 300, uh, 300 international businesses. I think it may be 65 or so Japanese, if I recall correctly. But, but a substantial economic impact on the state. Really huge. Overall, I know the... I think the, the foreign direct investment, if I recall for the statistics from the uh, International Business Council, plug for the chamber and the IBC, uh, I think it's like $10 billion of foreign direct investment and uh, over 50,000 Middle Tennesseans are employed by businesses based outside the United States. I mean, those are jobs and wages uh, that are that are coming to Tennesseans, Middle Tennesseans, because of international businesses finding this to be an attractive place to operate. And probably the best example is Nissan and there's Bridgestone. Uh, Bridgestone, of course, made a massive investment in the city when it relocated its headquarters to um, to downtown, built a new building, uh, brought in, I don't know how many more additional employees. 600 initially, and then and then they outgrew the building and it had to open up a lo- not had to chose to open up a location in Antioch. And now, then, now they have, I think, another 400 plus, and down there. And I, one of the things I think it gets lost in this the the Jap the the Bridgestone location in Nashville, the headquarters here is for North and South America, right? Yes, it's na- it's, all of the Americas. So it is a, a major um, uh, international business statement about the city to have that there, and of course, then having their name on the the arena um, with all the success that's occurred there uh, has been a real positive thing. Well, we're heading up to the uh, break, and we'll take a a minute or so, and then we'll be right back with uh, Matt Wilshire to talk about international business and economic development in Nashville. Thank you. You're listening to Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council. We invite you to share your thoughts with us in email, info at tnwac.org. You can subscribe to the World Affairs Council newsletter on the website, tnwac.org. And you can like us on Facebook at Tennessee WAC, as well as follow us on Twitter at TNWAC. Don't forget to tell your friends about Global Tennessee and the World Affairs Council. This podcast and other educational programs from the World Affairs Council are supported by you and our sponsors. Are you interested in supporting global affairs awareness in your community? Visit TNWAC.org for more information. You're listening to the inaugural episode of Global Nashville with Carl Dean. We remind you to subscribe to the Global Tennessee Podcast wherever you get your pods so you won't miss an episode. We return now to Carl Dean and Matthew Wolcher. Well, welcome back with Matt Wilshire. Matt, we were talking about Bridgestone and uh, Japanese investment in Nashville, and uh, you'd mentioned Nissan, which... uh, came to Nashville and then opened the headquarters in Williamson County. Um, and I think you've alluded to this. I mean, Middle Tennessee is an economic unit, and that is another huge economic force, uh, Nissan, having that here in Middle Tennessee. 
Absolutely. And in fact, you know, we, we talk about it in the abstract, but you can see it in a specific Nissan, as you mentioned, located in Williamson County, but they have their name on the football stadium in the center of Davidson County. And the truth is that companies based across the region are the ones who are buying suites in Bridgestone or in, in Nissan Stadium. Um, and so there really is, it's it's a unified region. Right. And uh, as you mentioned, I think when businesses, particularly international, but also national businesses, look at this area, uh, you know, obviously the mayor of Williamson County, the mayor of Wilson County, the mayor of Davidson County, we want business in their counties. But um, that's not the way the businesses look at it. They're not looking at county lines or or the political designations they want. They're, they're choosing an area. They're choosing a part of the state where they want to be in middle Tennessee as, as a whole, uh, the Korean investment in, uh, up in, in Clarksville, in Clarksville. Yeah. It's very LG, significant. Hankook. Uh, well, Hankook's actually a great, great example. So, uh, they built, a, uh, or I think it's now completed, built a facility up in the Clarksville area, but they're, their headquarters is now in Nashville in the AT&T building. So another example, international investment, both for manufacturing, but also for the corporate offices, which in, in their case, Hankook's case, uh, relocated here from New Jersey. Yeah. And benefiting two counties and, and more, really, because it Absolutely. just adds to the, the strength of the Middle Tennessee. Um, in addition to Nissan, Bridgestone, what other uh relocations or businesses that are here have a significant international presence? Well, you know, I think it's not accidental that both of those businesses that you named are, are in the automotive business, broadly speaking. And I think that certainly was a big part of um, Middle Tennessee's economic growth uh, with with Saturn and GM here uh, and then Nissan, of course. Um, but it's all of the tier two and tier three suppliers. There are many, many businesses that are producing parts and selling to the OEMs. And so those have been important economic development engines. OEMs. The original equipment manufacturers. I think that's what OEM stands for. The car manufacturers themselves. Right. Um, and, that, and really, to put this in the historical context, I mean, we have had this uh, a special relationship with Japan here in Tennessee, and particularly middle Tennessee, going back to Governor Alexander and Governor yes. McWhorter, and then, uh, of course, Governor Bredesen worked really hard with the Germans on the uh, on Volkswagen in, um, in Chattanooga. Yeah, and really, it's been a strength of this state a across administrations and across uh, the decades now. And, and so what other companies would you mention? Uh, it's interesting. I think there's been a little, we, we talked about it in the first segment, a little bit of an evolution. Um, certainly, uh, auto manufacturing and other forms of advanced manufacturing continue to be a focus of, of economic development, but it's broadened out a little bit. And so um, a couple of financial services companies, certainly UBS, which, as I mentioned earlier, relocated a thousand jobs here. Um, a Swiss-based company, and and now Alliance Bernstein, which has announced that they're relocating um, not just sort of back office uh, positions, but their headquarters from New York to Nashville, bringing 1,050 jobs at an average wage of, of $200,000 to Nashville. That is a really significant step. And, and another international business that considered Nashville where maybe, you know, 10 years ago they wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. One of the things that I, you work on, um, or you worked on in your job that you will be leaving shortly. Another six days. Another six days <laughs> um, is uh, foreign trade zones. Yes. All right. And I know you brought me paperwork on this when I was mayor, and I'll explain to the listeners what a, what a foreign trade zone is. Sure. Uh, there probably could be a whole 
World Affairs Council segment on this. And by the way, thank you, uh, Pat, for this, uh, it, it, ramping this up. It really is a, a great addition to Nashville. And uh, the educational uh, investment that you guys make uh, is really important to our city. So thank you for that. Um, I, the The Foreign Trade Zone is a, a U.S. customs uh, uh, program uh, that uh, effectively allows companies to establish areas fenced off areas within their manufacturing or, or, or operational footprint that are effectively deemed to be outside of the U.S. Uh, and so they don't have to pay customs fees on those goods when they come into the U.S. And if they manufacture goods, uh, take the ball bearings and turn them into engines or, or whatever they turn them into, and then export those goods, they never pay the customs fees. And so it's as if those products never came into the U.S. at all, which is really the, the point of that program is to encourage manufacturing in the U.S. of goods that are, that are then exported to other markets. Um, but even for companies that may be importing goods um, and then distributing them in the U.S., there are advantages to having a foreign trade zone operation. You can delay the customs fees. Um, and in some cases, if you take various component parts that may pay higher customs fees and then turn them into something, uh, if it were, as an example, to take all the parts of a car and they may pay, I don't know, 20% customs fees, but once you assemble it into a car, the car itself only pays, uh, you only pay 5% customs fees. And by the way, I don't think either of those numbers are accurate, but just as an example, um, there would be an overall savings and efficiency. And so it's a an initiative that is um, established by the uh, U.S. Customs uh, Department to to encourage manufacturing and has been very successful. Uh, Dell to encourage manufacturing, creating jobs, creating in the jobs US. Yeah. in the U.S. So Dell has taken advantage taken advantage of this. Uh, Nissan uh, Gap uh, for uh, importing goods and 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 then not for re-export, but for distribution within the U.S. takes advantage of it. And uh, and so the the footprint that we have on the foreign trade zone extends um, uh, about a 90-minute drive outside of Davidson County. So companies, you, you mentioned the economic region. Um, that's one example of where this, the city of Nashville is doing something that benefits directly um, economic development across the region. And so what's the role of local government? What's the role of um, economic development office and the mayor's office in this process? On the foreign trade zone, right? We're effectively the administrator of it, and so the Customs and Border Patrol are the entities that are going in to make sure that the fencing is done correctly and that goods aren't being, you know, taken in and out of the the designated area. We're not responsible for doing that supervisory work, but we are responsible for making the applications uh, with the companies on behalf of the companies when they want to establish or amend their zone. Um, and then there's annual reporting, which is actually going on right now. I was actually just talking about that as I walked in for this, uh, for this discussion. Uh, and so there's annual reporting that happens and, uh, and uh, some additional sort of administrative tasks of the mayor's office. Okay. What's your forecast for the future? Are you bullish on Nashville in terms of international business coming increasingly to our city? I, 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 you, you, uh, you got to take everything you ask me, Mayor, with a grain of salt. You learned that in our, our four years working together. I'm an extraordinarily optimistic guy anyway, uh, but certainly in this area, I think there's, there's good reason to be optimistic. Um, you mentioned the statistic on the population growth, 2% to 12% 
um, in in you know less than two decades, and that number's certainly much higher now even, um, and a, a really diverse international component. So it's not just international, but it's folks from uh, Southeast Asia, from certainly Latin America, it's folks from Europe, and so it's a diversity of our diversity, which I think is a strength of the region. I think that has a... Um, positive reinforcement cycle effect to it. Um, we have a, a large Kurdish community here because Kurdish folks felt safe coming here uh, as there was much disruption in their region. And so I think the success that folks have had will encourage more of that. And that is a undeniably good thing for our uh, city and for the state, really. And it plays itself out where you see more diversity in restaurants. You have soccer, Major League Soccer, coming to our city. Um, and for business, diversity is considered a, a good thing. It is a positive and it's something they affirmatively seek. I mean, t t take away even just sort of the more uh, traditional ideas about diversity and just say, is it a good thing for a company to have diversity of thought? The answer to that undeniably is yes. Is it a good thing for a company to have diversity of perspectives? Yes. Is it a good thing for a company to be able to have employees who represent their customers and how their customers think. Yes. And as the world becomes a more global place and a more international place, it's important for companies. Companies are only going to go to places that have an international population because they need an international workforce. And so um, undeniably, over the last 15 years, the growth of the population here has helped Nashville in an economic development sense. Another key area to being successful internationally and nationally is a good airport. Um, yes. You've had some a big win uh, with uh, a flight to London. Talk about that, the importance of that. Yeah, really important. I, actually, I, even before we get there, I'll, I'll talk about just the San Francisco piece of it. Uh, important for Nashville as, as the tech industry has grown here. When, when, when I first came into office, there were zero nonstop flights to the Bay Area, and today there are five, I think maybe six. Um, and that's been really important, both to have access to the Bay Area, but even as a gateway to Asia, uh, as it's been important. And, and as you said, even more significant than that, of course, was the, the nonstop flight to London on British Airways, which has been an absolute home run, certainly from Nashville's perspective, but, but British Airways, um, it has exceeded their expectations. And I think is another example of, of Nashville sort of surprising people. I think the expectations previously were that there's going to be a lot of traffic from Middle Tennessee going to visit Europe but they've found just as much traffic coming to Nashville originating over there. And yeah, there's some statistics about the number of non-American citizens, people traveling to the U.S. to go to, the say, the CMA Music Fest. It goes up every year. I mean, it's a substantial destination for people, for tourists from around the world to come to Nashville and Middle Tennessee. And the airport plays a key role in that. It's absolutely critical. And as you know, there's about a, a $1.2 billion investment going on out there right now. Uh, makes it tough to get in and out sometimes, but it is, uh, it's going to pay huge dividends for the city. Well, let me um, wish you great success in your new position. And thank you um, from personally for uh, what you did when I was mayor and, and personally for what you've done um, since I left office. You've been a great public servant and uh, a pleasure to know. Um, let me just ask you, do you have any particularly, what's your favorite international restaurant in Nashville? Well, you know, it's funny. So my parents were actually married in Thailand. 
Uh, my I father, yes, my father was a, a missionary in uh, Thailand before he came back. They, they, they came to Nashville so that he could attend Vanderbilt Law School and then, and then stayed here. My dad's from Virginia, mom's from Texas. Uh, Texas is a republic that may be international as well. They're, they're, they're their own, their own country. But anyway, um, uh, they, they actually got married in, in Thailand. And so growing up, uh, as we did very close to here, we, we went to uh, the international market growing up and when we went out to eat, it was nine times out of 10, it was to eat there. So I'd say that's my favorite, uh, international restaurant. But, but today with just the, the broad spectrum of, of taste. It's, it's really, um, you know, quite a, quite a choice out there. It's pretty great. And then I have to ask you this, um, you're a, and you have to explain this to, to me and to everyone else. You're a Philadelphia Phillies fan. <laughs> what, what, why? And, uh, and what's your forecast for the year there? So great things coming for the Phillies, undeniably going to win the world series. I, I actually, I latched on to all the teams that were good in 1983 uh, that's why uh, I'm, I'm certainly dating myself here, but I was, I guess, nine years old at the time, and uh, I, it was the Mike Schmidt and Steve Carlton and Pete I think Rose, Pete Rose yeah. uh, may have come a year later, but but some really fun Phillies teams that had some success then, and the Philadelphia 76ers were great, Dr. J and Moses Malone, uh, and even the Flyers. So I latched onto three Philly teams, and then the Washington Redskins. That's 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 who I grew up with. I'm a loyal guy. I'm still I'm certainly a, a Preds and Titans fan now, but. But but still with the Phillies since we don't have Major League Baseball here yet. Yeah, and they had the major uh, signing of uh, Harper, so they're they're supposed to be good, and we'll we'll see. Poised for great things. So all right. Well, any last thoughts? I I, I do have one, uh, and this is a, a a point of personal privilege. Uh, Mayor, you gave me a chance. Um, I had not done economic development beforehand, uh, and you gave me a chance uh, in my role, which has been. Uh, uh, a complete honor and a, and a, a really a privilege for me. So I want to say thank you to you um, personally for, for helping launch uh, my career in public service. And I, I'm deeply and will be forever appreciative of you for that, but not just for that, but for the leadership that you provided, the example you gave to me um, as someone who worked for you um, and the example you gave to the city about what's important for a city and, and, and us to have the confidence to invest in ourselves. And I think of that quote that you uh, made frequently, that that sometimes a city has to have the confidence to invest in itself. And and I think Nashville certainly did that under your leadership and has continued to do that and, and will, I hope, continue to make those investments that pay dividends for decades to come. Well, thank you. And it's all a team effort and you were a big part of the team and remained a big part of the, the success of the city in the, in, in the last few years. So thank you. It was a pleasure having you on and I really wish you the best of success at MDHA and you got a big mission and you're the right man for it. So thanks. Yes, thank you. back to Global Nashville. This is Pat Ryan, President of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, Mayor Dean, that was a fantastic interview with uh, Matthew Wiltshire uh, on his uh, time in the uh, the mayor's office as Director of uh, Community Economic Development. I, I, I learned a lot listening to it, uh, talking about uh, Nashville, uh, the competitive advantage here, the cost of doing business, and, and the work that uh, you and he did uh, when you were mayor and, and uh, with him in, in the office. Uh, bringing in uh, businesses. I, I really learned a lot from that. Yeah, I think Matt um, is a, an excellent example of the quality of people who go into public service. And I've always been impressed by 
not only his intelligence, but his incredible passion and energy. And I think that was reflected by his remarks today. I mean, one of the things that occurs to me is that as we look at the work of, um, of the Tennessee uh, World Affairs Council and what we're trying to do in terms of raising public consciousness of the importance of international affairs, not only to the newspaper every day and being aware of what's going on in the world and being part of that world, but also appreciate, appreciating the importance of international affairs and relations uh, in the world of business. I mean, clearly, you know, Matt cited some uh, impressive statistics about how many jobs are internationally related or with companies that are internationally based here in our own hometown. Um, and I think that under, underscores the importance of making sure that we're um, offering quality education on international um, issues and languages and everything else um, in, our, in our schools. Uh, so I, I found it very, very interesting. And I think his remarks about diversity and the fact that Nashville is be, rec being recognized as a city that you know, has the capacity, has the diversity, has the interest to be a, an international business center um, is uh, makes me very hopeful for the future. Well, I, I appreciated his comments that when he took uh, the job working for you, he, he uh, on, on duty and off duty, all he thought about was bringing good jobs to Nashville. And I think that's important for our listeners to understand uh, what uh, the, the different pieces of our community are that, that help make Nashville a global place, but also a, 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 a good economic environment uh, where jobs are, are available and uh, people like uh, Matt in his position, uh, the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce, and, and so many other people in Nashville that are looking out uh, for jobs. And I really appreciated learning more about uh, his perspective on the unbelievable growth in uh, New Americans, the, the percentage of uh, Nashvilleians who uh, were born overseas and now make Nashville their, their homes. Yeah. Well, again, let me just uh, underscore the importance of the Tennessee World Affairs Council's commitment to uh, public education, to public knowledge about the importance of international affairs and uh, foreign language and everything else, um, and encourage people to get involved, become a member, come to, to our many programs, uh, but get involved. Uh, we, we need your help. And um, again, this is an area that I think is only going to grow for Nashville, not only in terms of the nature of our city, but it's going to grow in terms of our economy. And there'll be many opportunities, I think, for people, young people in particular, in the years ahead. And now's the time to get ready for it. Well, we appreciate your support in that effort. And we invite our listeners to come back into what will be a regular uh, feature of the Global Tennessee podcast that we've dubbed uh, Global Nashville with uh, Carl Dean. And I think we, this was a, a terrific uh, inaugural podcast. And thanks again for doing this. Thank you. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan. Senior producer, Logan Monday. Technical advisor, Bill Ryan and the voice of Global Tennessee, as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy. I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org slash podcast for more information.